the Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. It's a parade route set. Russell Wilson's European vacation and Kyrie for Jamal Murray? All on a Danny Bailey producing, listener seducing, Taco Tuesday edition. Let's go, Danny Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's right. What it do, baby? Yeah. (laughs) Credit, yes, I am real. giving you some credit after all that. Oh my gosh, I love this what guy. <laughs> How are you? Doing well, doing well. It's good to see your uh, smiling face this morning. Ah, you too, buddy. I'm, Thank you. You know, it's you know, it feels like seeing an old friend. You're like an ex, but I don't know why we broke up. You're looking so good. Yeah, it was. I think it's like when you guys you just move away from each other, you know. Yeah. And, and you, there wasn't really any reason to no, split. No, yeah, we never had any closure. We just, we just. Yeah, Eric Goodman took you away from me, and I'll never forgive him for that. <laughs> oh, oh, Eric Goodman, Mr. French Tickler. Okay, so how are you, Danny Bailey? I'm doing well. I'm uh, thrilled to have a parade come into the city this week, mm-hmm. and. You know, the cup is back where it belongs. It's, it's our cup. Yeah, it's, do whatever uh, it's we an want exciting with it. time for Denver. I'm I'm stoked. I'm going to take a sponge bath in there. Um, okay, so the parade is Thursday. I'll tell you the route. Got the, you know, I again, I used to cover cops and courts as well as Denver City Council before my sports days. So I got all the connections inside the city uh, and county and county. <laughs> Of Denver. Um, People know me. <laughs> so I'm happy to have you today. This was kind of unexpected. You know, stupid Jake. You know what I mean? With his, you know, little like got a thing coming up here. You know, it's. I, do you know what was funny? Was you're like, well, <laughs> maybe I've never had a baby. So maybe the scheduling is like that. You were like pissed, but you're like, but also I've never had a baby. So. I don't really know. I was know. happy to come in. I was happy to come in and help out with Jake. And Jake's helping us out because Andrew's out of town this week. So the schedule's all over the place. Uh, but we're going to get through it. It's uh, it's going to be, you know, we're going to have some changes at Mile High Sports in the short term just with who's producing what shows. And, uh-huh. and then we'll see what happens uh, once Jake leaves us for good and moves did, on to bigger and better and did you do barking I, things. Did you do what I told you and told Nate you're quitting Mile High Sports unless you're moved to my show? Well, I actually had a very interesting conversation with someone over at another radio station um, about being a morning news editor. What? Okay. Interesting. But that, I don't like the hours, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I like that. We're naming names and saying things. <laughs> we want to let people know that you know, at any moment, you'll never see us again. No. Okay. So, um, yeah, man. So also, also, while Jake has this, you know, so-called great hair now, Danny Bailey's the OG for the flowing locks and their beautiful blonde flowing locks. Danny Bailey is one of those. His hair is so beautiful. If he was turned around to me at Whole Foods and had some kind of like sweatpants on, I'd be like, damn, girl. And then he turned around and be like, dude, no. It's a man. 
but I have, that's how- I have been called ma'am before. It's not fun. It's ma'am. Remember that one? It was the I guy do. who went nuts at the. Well, it was the guy. The. It was a ma'am. It was a ma'am. Yes. It's ma'am. <laughs> so yeah, but Danny Bailey's got the original hair. Danny Bailey's hair. It's everywhere. It's it is nice. everywhere. It's, it's beautiful. It's kind of a nightmare sometimes, really? honestly. Yeah, it's just a lot to deal with. It gets tangled up sometimes. I like to drive with all my windows down. Dang. And uh, it gets blown around. It gets a little tangled. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's something different because I, I was a buzz cut guy for a long time. Dang. So how do you maintain hair like that? I don't It's uh it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It looks like it's no, a lot I of just, work. No, I just, I shampoo every couple of days, condition, okay. mm-hmm. and, uh, you know. Beautiful hair. Comb it out. I probably should have a brush, but. Okay, nice. Okay, no, shoot. Just letting people know if they ever want to dabble in the hair game. You know what they're up against. <laughs> also, if you're looking for some flowing blonde locks. Yeah. What? I'm accepting offers. Whoa. You- if you need a wig, I've got some to spare, so. How would you, for five hundred dollars, would you go buzz cut and I'm gonna take all that hair and I'm gonna make a beautiful wig out of it for a lady? Five hundred dollars? Yeah, easy. E- oh, really? Sorry, I should have started. With- <laughs> yeah. Okay, a hundred and fifty. Um, maybe. You've grown that hair for years. For hundred and fifty, yeah. you're out on it. I, it's hair. It's gonna keep growing. That is so wild. I love that about you. Because Jake would be like, "No, Danny, I already said." Quit fooling around with the hypotheticals. I'm not cutting my hair. I'm like, bro, just chill. I'm not going to make you cut your hair. But now I really want to cut his hair. Okay. So your feelings on the Avs. Um, what's it feel like to be a world champion? And um, are you going downtown Thursday to rock this thing? Well, I've, uh, I've got some engagements on Thursday, unfortunately. So I'm not oh, really, hey. I'm not I'm not going to be necessarily available Giggity. for the whole parade, but I might get down there for a little bit right at the start. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I'm not a big puckhead. I'm sorry. What? Um, what did you? <laughs> I'm not a huge puckhead. Oh, oh okay. I was gonna say hand five, four, three. <laughs> but um, over the last couple of years, I've just I've. I've become yeah. enamored with this Avalanche team. They're so fun to watch. They got great personalities, uh, very likable cast of characters. And I think that from the top all the way to the bottom, like it's a phenomenal team to watch. It it's a great. lot of fun. So I don't, I can't really take credit for this championship. I don't really consider it mine. But for like, the, for no, the city of no, no. Denver, I love it. Hey, and so I'm, I am an Avalanche fan, and I am thrilled that they won the cup. But I feel like it would be a little bit unfair of me to claim it I, I, listen for we, myself we like live, i would a broncos or a nuggets championship we live in the great state of colorado okay where it's like you know you could uh golf and ski in the same day you know you could um you know drive up uh, for some of the greatest scenery in the world you know the hiking the 14ers the city is great you know, the, the Denver is a, like a, a very, very cool city. Um, Cello thinks the outlet stores are one of the 10 greatest destinations in Colorado for vacationers. Castle Rock? <laughs> yeah. He read that somewhere, I think. I said, I think that was a 
Castle Rock's top 10, you know, features. But he thought that for a while. It's pretty funny. And I guess my point is, like, if a team is down and sucks, Coloradans are going to emotionally uninvest. And probably financially uninvest, even though the Avs, you know, sell out always. But um, when you're worth valuing this team and these, you know, this fan base will come out and support you. And that's kind of what's happened. So also, I think, Danny Bailey, I mean, you're front. You're a, you're a, a nomad. You're a jet setter. You're a, uh, you know, you've been a whole around Carpet the world. Bagger. That's right. Carpet monster. And um, so you um, for you, you're different when it comes to hockey brought up in a bit of a different way. Me, there was I didn't come up with hockey. The Grizzlies showed up in 1995, and then they won it all. They won the championship. And then the Avalanche came, and they won it in 96. And I'm like, damn, this hockey's easy. You know what I mean? I'm like, hockey's so easy. We should probably, it was like Happy Gilmore when he hits the hole-in-one on the par four. And he's like, I should just make it in one shot every time. Yeah. You know? So I'm just thinking, like, we should just win championships every year. And then um, 2001 happens, and it's great. It's like it's a, it's a great good time to be alive around here because that's that's sandwiched between two Super Bowl championships. I mean, imagine that we're the best sports city in America, uh, and the, it's again the 90s as the Rockies are fresh and new. Blake Street Bombers, we could never foresaw, you know, the devastation of the last 20 years of Rockies baseball. Oh yeah, Daniel, what about Rocktober? Yeah, what about it? You know, it's like okay, so yeah, you I know, mean, they did they get anything out of it? A I great mean, story. Hang there, you know, a banner, National League champs. Yeah, National League champs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so like, I'm not don't don't feel like you can't embrace this and it's not yours or you know ours because again, bandwagon. There was plenty of room on that Avs bandwagon. Uh, well, I feel like I was uh, I was quicker to that bandwagon than a lot of folks, but I still don't consider myself like hockey's not in my top two. Yeah, so it doesn't mean quite as much to me. But it was it was awesome to watch them skating around with the cups, smiles on their faces, as big as like school schoolboys, and just they were thrilled because mm-hmm. the, the the hard work finally paid off after a bunch of second round exits. Mm-hmm. And they dominated people this postseason. Hey, schoolboys. Okay, uh, so 303-831-1340 is the hotline. It's also the text line. You can stream us or you can watch us at milehighsports.com. Radio on demand tab, while you're there, will get you podcasted versions of our previous works. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Uh, Danny Bailey's at dbailey5280 on Twitter. And uh, you can get us 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 if you got that new whip. Yeah. Lots of ways to get involved with the show. Lots to talk about. Tons. Uh, Russell Wilson. I, I saw Meet Russell Wilson at the New Era store in uh, Canterbury. In, Mr. Unlimited. In like, the UK somewhere. I'm like, okay, dang. But Wait, he's in the UK? Yes. So does that mean he's not going to be at the parade with Sierra? Well, Danny, it looks like I'm about to let the cat out of the bag. I don't know. But he was like, you know, he's doing work, though. He was like working on the field of some football 
team, like soccer football. That's right. He threw like the first pass ever at and that it, field. And it was wicked. There's like a big like rock mountain thing against their training uh, facility. It was really cool. We'll talk about it on the other side. Uh, Smiley Sports. Here she is again on the phone, just like me. It's to be alone. We just like to sit at home and live on president. Meet Virginia. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Okay. We are back in. Danny Bailey's in for Jake today. I'm glad you introduced me because someone texted and asked, Hey, Danny, who's your helper? Oh, it's Danny. We're the double Ds. Who's your helper there, Danny? Is that right? No, it's Danny. I know it's kind of confusing. Just going to have to bear with us. Either way, you're going to get it right. If we're both Dannys, right? True. Okay, so let's see. Where shall we start? Um, the Russell Wilson stuff. You know, we haven't done the Broncos at all in the last kind of couple weeks. Well, maybe since the camps, maybe since last week, I guess. But, man, Russell Wilson is so tac- tactical and thoughtful with the social media stuff. But he really puts a lot of work in. And I probably, you know, there's 20 or 30 quarterbacks in the world, not including the collegiate ones, who kind of do that same. So they're just working on the craft all day, every single day. And Russell Wilson was just like, it was just him with some like dude throwing balls down the field. But he was doing like footwork stuff. He had one other guy who probably travels with him as a part of his kind of team and entourage. He was doing footwork stuff. He had, you know, um, shoulder pads on. He had a helmet and just doing stuff. You know, it, you might think it's like, eh, is that really necessary? Is that stuff kind of necessary? I kind of think it is. I think it is. That's the best in the world type of stuff. When he could have just took a couple weeks off, a couple months off, I don't think that guy takes a day off. I don't think Russell Wilson takes one day off. And while he's documenting everything, you might see him on social media a little bit too much, and that's kind of not like Peyton. You know, I think, look at Tom Brady now. Tom Brady's great on social media, and he's actually changed his entire reputation and, like, you know, the way we think and look at the guy. He's great. Now I kind of feel like um, pay, like the, about Tom Brady, the way I feel about Peyton. A little stronger about Peyton because he was ours, you know. But Tom's great, man. It's like, what if you don't like Tom Brady, you're kind of just a hater. I mean, what's the problem here, you know? So Russell Wilson's got a lot of that. He's got some of that, okay? So I'm, I'm cool with it. I think he's genuine. And that was the big question. Oh, he's corny. Okay, I mean... As opposed to who? Kirk Cousins? Country, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. All right, Russell, one more. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> I don't get, well, know why they posted that whole thing, but it's funny. No, it's funny, but also 
what are they even using those for? I, Some of those are very not usable. I just think that's like, you know, those dumb little meme things or like what when they're when you're it's like the middle, it's the second quarter and you're trying to get a stop or like absolutely it's getting yeah. all crazy. You put on the jumble tron and he's like, Broncos country, country, country. Let's ride, right, right. I think. Let's ride. Right, right, right. Let's ride. All right, Russell. Those all sucked. Let's do a few more. That's what she was kind of saying. Don't Okay, Russell, don't be such a creep. Let's do that again. Try about uh, 20 more times. No, he's cool, man. You know, if he's good enough for Sierra, he's good enough for me, right? What, what are you thinking? How, what are your feelings on the guy? Where are we at here? I like him a lot. I think he elevates the entire team. It's... I mean, it's kind of something that gets beat to death in the NFL and in team sports in general, but the culture has definitely been lifted because as much as you can love Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater or anyone on this Broncos team, they did not have a guy like Russell Wilson, that leader in the locker room. And yeah, I love Justin Simmons. I think he's a great leader, but you need that at the quarterback position and Russell elevates the whole thing. I think the combination of him and Hackett is just a recipe for success and it's going to be a very positive season. Nothing's ever going to be the same here, at least for the Russell Wilson tenure here of the next five or six years. We're winners now. want to act like it. Oh, what do you guys have done? We haven't done nothing yet. Yes, we have. We got Russell Wilson. You've got to be number one. I won't tolerate Here's me talking to JJ's uh, baseball team post game. Your intensity is for shit. Win! 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 That's Coach Hackett. No, he ain't like that, but like in a good way. But I love you too. Man, it, like, it's like, it, we, it's kind of like we got a new team. I mean, every. Thing is the uniforms are the same and there'll be a lot of dudes in uniforms wearing the same number that they did last year but from the coaching staff to the vibe um obviously george payton the, the personnel to russell wilson nothing's ever gonna look and feel the same again in all of the good ways it's very exciting i'm humbled it's uh <laughs> a rebuild it's a rebuild it's a it's a reboot but it's not a rebuild; it's a reboot. Again, it's a it's 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 exciting. I'm humbled to be here, man. It's a <laughs> you're good, you're pretty good. Okay, so this isn't my first rodeo. No, I know, I could tell. Again, it's like Eric's like up your butt with fifty other things. I just need you to push some buttons and chime in and be great and have great hair. You know what I mean? Let's just be great together. Eric's like Danny Bailey. Okay, everything I say. I say it in this tone so it seems like it's some real serious stuff. Okay, Danny, I need you to call Maliki Motors. Then I got to call Johnson Autoplex. We're going to follow it up by Elway dealerships. Okay, that's all in the first hour. Just kidding. The guy's a beast, though. He is. He is he's, a a, he's a grinder. He, he works a grinder. hard. He hoagies and grinders. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's Terry Fry been like? Av's knowledge is off the charts. He's got great stories. He's got stories about everything because he's been in the business for for a hot minute. Um, but yeah, it's a fun show. And it's it's uh, a little different than Mace because Terry... Mace eventually got to where he was pushing back against Eric a little bit and they were getting heated at times. Yeah. But Terry has had no problem doing that pretty much from the jump. Yeah. I was... I was... Didn't know... I thought Terry's more of... I thought... I'm not... You know, as like made for podcast or like 
narr- narrative stuff. He's he's like those first few years were tougher, Andy. You know, it's just like that's the way he does it. I, you know, I was there one day when he listened to Terry one day when Eric wasn't on the show or something. I think. And, yeah, one of the you know. shows with Justin and Adams. Yes. Yeah, go. it's a lot more free-flowing, loosey-goosey. Yeah. yeah, because Eric is very regimented. He likes to have the whole show planned out, every mm-hmm. every segment, every topic. Oh, like us. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. there's a plan, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Andrew Mason was so good. That's a tough loss, man. What a loss. And then the next, like, day, he's on at the fan doing stuff with the fan. That is like, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, shoot, you know how life goes, man. I don't know what's next. Who really knows? Right. Am I right, guys? It's life. I don't really have a plan. And then the next day he's like, I'm announcing something. Oh, okay, No big deal. But that's a tough loss. Terry Fry. Yeah, man. I'm going to see what goes on with that. I, I know this. Terry Fry helped make. The newspaper industry, what it is today. You ready, Danny? Out of business. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, that's it. But how great is it to see a hard copy newspaper with the avalanche on the front and it says champions in big letters across the top? Yeah, that'd be cool, hypothetically. Did you see one? I did see one, and Elo posted a picture of one. Oh, and then I it was still sitting here in the I think it's still out here in the office. Hmm. I'll be stealing that on the way out. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what is this thing? What are these words on here? <laughs> so, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, what were we talking about at the beginning? Russell Wilson yes. and Nathaniel Hackett transforming yes, the Denver yes, Broncos. Yes, yes, Just like Terry Fry transforming Mile High Sports. See how I put a bow on it? Put the whole thing together. Boom. Um, okay, so Russell Wilson is going to get a new contract eventually. I think there's a chance it happens before the season, to be honest with you. Okay, which I don't know. I think he'll take a little bit of heat for, you know, if he plays on that 22 million this year, though. We'll have a chance to win a Super Bowl because we're going to add some more beefcakes. We'll go some dudes who are expendable, get cut, um, veteran guy here or there, maybe make a trade. Um, we can win it all this year if Russell Wilson plays on $22 million. Next year when he's playing on the 45 or the $50 million, whatever it is, we'll still be good, okay? We just won't be, you know, we won't have 30 extra million dollars to play with. That's just like, you know. Simple, not running some numbers. You know, I ain't a math guy. I'm not a numbers guy. <laughs> that doesn't seem to add up. Ah, uh, man, I'll get you later. But, uh, yeah, so, okay, we'll talk about that. Uh, talk about the Kyrie stuff. Ops in will return, not will return to the Nets, will get his money and still try to find a trade partner. On three, Danny Bailey, would you trade Jamal Murray for Kyrie? Okay, yes or no on three. You ready? One, two, three. Yes. All right. Let's try that again. Maybe you didn't hear it clear what I was saying. I heard it clear. Maybe you got it mixed up, the whole thing. Uh, Yes for Kyrie. Wait, wait. Would you trade 
Jamal Murray, yes or no for Kyrie? On three. One, two, three. Yes. No. Hmm. Tell me why. On the other side. 303-831-1340, the hotline and the text line. I don't know, man. It, that'd be easy swap out. You played without Jamal I've Murray last year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's a point two three eight percent. Not even one percent likelihood of happening. But Calvin Booth might operate in a different manner. If we want to go that we got to win right now, 76ers, kind of Lakers, kind of what everyone's doing right now. Yeah, then, we don't know Calvin Booth's strategy. That's that's very true. Yeah, okay. Danny Bailey in for Jake. I am Danny Williams, 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. It's Molly Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. The Strokes? Okay, go. That was my next guess. It does sound kind of like The Strokes. I thought so. It's nice. That's what you're rocking? I just like to, uh, you know, keep it eclectic. Keep people on their toes. Fresh Nobody and sexy. knows what's coming next. Yeah, that's fresh and sexy. I can appreciate that. Um... Okay, Danny Bailey in for Jake. I am Danny Williams. It's 9.32 a.m. in the Mile High City. We are live from the Tech Center. We're feeling pretty good about ourselves being world champions. Why wouldn't we? We're the best in the whole world. Quite frankly, nobody does it better. It's no slogans. Just just great hockey. So... What's next for the Avalanche? Man, I just love all, like, maybe the coolest thing about winning the Stanley Cup is, you know, I saw uh, Landeskog pouring his daughter, who looked like she was about three years old, a little juice out of the cup. He tipped it up for her. I thought that was really, really cool. We saw Eric Johnson yesterday have sex with the cup in um, his hotel room. I don't know what's next for the Avs in terms of re-signing Kadri. And um, they're so young and talented. There's, there's going to be some guys who are going to be expendable, and you're going to be like, dang, no, why? But, I mean, but, but Bo Bynum, right? Bo- Byram. Byram. Bo Byram? He's yeah. like 21 or 22 years old. Are you kidding me? These guys are, like, so talented and young. Joe Sackick might be the best journal manager in the league. And where Elway was good at making tough decisions, maybe relying on some of his personnel guys on some of the homework stuff. Um, you know, he was John Elway, and that's what kind of made him really good. And um, you know, that was good enough to land Peyton Manning. In the end, the greatest free agent in the history of professional sports. I, I mean, I really kind of believe that. And it'd be up for a debate. I, you know, we could chop it up, you know, we give me some Reggie White or the Tom Brady stuff, whatever, maybe Matt Stafford, but that's a trade. We're talking about a free agent signing a guy who's on the street and you have to land him, lure him. Okay. That's what the Broncos did to reinvigorate a, um, a brand that's one of the best in professional sports. Okay. One of the best in the NFL, a legacy brand and legacy brands in the NFL are usually the bears and the Eagles. When Chuck Bednarik was playing both ways. I mean, like the Broncos weren't around in the forties and the fifties and they're, you know, still we look at them 
as we do like the Steelers and any of these other brands. Why? Because they're the best. We're the best. The Broncos are the best. So, or amongst the best. Um, but yeah, so, um, I think that, I think that the, this is just the beginning for the avalanche. And I think this is just the beginning for the Broncos. And I don't mean of 10 years of greatness because you can never look that far into the future in sports. Me, I'm like, you, you got to be realistic. Everything in sports is like a two to three year proposition. Okay. So like you're set up for the next two or three. You're not set up for the next five or six or seven years. You know, maybe it might work out like that. It might, but injuries, um, coaching changes, um, a, a million different factors, a million different factors. So let me ask you this. Pick one. Okay. Who wins a championship next? Not the one they just won. Next. Avs or Broncos? Ooh. Who wins the next championship? Um, Oh, man. It would feel like we should say the Avs. Yeah, I want to say the Broncos, but my gut tells me Avalanche. And... I think that's because it might take a year with Russell Wilson for other people to kind of see what the Broncos have with Russell Wilson and then for him to be able to attract some guys much like Peyton Manning did to come here and join up with him and then they go get it done in, well, a, in, a, in two years or so. They're going to take the league by storm, the Broncos this year, okay? Just like the Rams did last year, just like Tampa Bay did, just like the Broncos did in 2012. Where they won eleven straight games and in a blue, you know, Raheem Moore went over the top, you know, Jacoby Jones, Jacoby Jones, that doesn't sound right. Who caught that ball? Jacoby, Raheem Moore, Jacoby. Let's see here. Okay, yeah, um, Jacoby, what? Yes, Jacoby Jones. I got it. Sorry, I didn't feel right. Don't doubt yourself. I know. I'm sorry. You're a pro. I know. Thanks. I am badass. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, 2012, they could have won it. The Broncos could have won it that year. They blew it. So, while, <laughs> you know, while 2023 and 2024, might be the years they go get their Emmanuel and Demarcus Ware and Talib and TJ um, Ward to solidify an already good team that puts them over the top to win a championship. They will be so dangerous this year and have an opportunity to win it. So um, you probably got to say the Avs, but I think the right answer is both. Well, wouldn't yeah. technically it be the Broncos then? Because yes, yes, you're right. In the calendar year, they would they would play first. Yeah, Mister Rules. But no, I think the Broncos have a shot. It's just the AFC right now is yeah, but very tough. You know, Buffalo's good. The Chiefs are good. Then what though? 
Colts are okay. I think the Bengals are uh, still a very good team. I don't think they're going to duplicate that same kind of success. And they might have more regular season success. They might win 11 or 12 games. But in in, in order to align the stars the way they did, I just think they kind of got hot, caught fire, and rode a wave. I don't think the Bengals will be as good as I'll take the Broncos to be better than the Bengals this year. Yeah, I can see that. And I really, really like Joe Burrow. I've come to really like him a lot and respect him a ton, ton, ton. So, yeah. But also, do the other two teams in the AFC West strong? Yeah. I mean, like, that's when the Chargers were good and the Broncos were a poop team. The Raiders were kind of good there, 10 wins, when the Broncos were really down. Now that the Broncos, they're going to take away what those kind of two teams had last year, away from them. And, I mean, the Chargers... There's always something missing with those guys. I'm not sure what it is. I think they'll be exciting. I think they'll be in nine or ten games. I think Justin Herbert throws 40 touchdowns as an MVP candidate, all that kind of stuff. But I don't think they're winning any championships. Give me Russell Wilson right now over Herbert. Not for the next ten years. I know. They already get, you know, it's like for the next, for the immediate future. Over Russell Wilson's tenure at the Broncos, whatever that might be, four years, five years, eight years. Give me Russell Wilson up against Herbert for whatever, you know, those the two guys will do. And then the Raiders, I think, I think you got to give it up for that coach of theirs who took over the special teams coach for them last year. Um, who helped keep that thing on the tracks. I think they rallied behind uh, John Gruden. Um, not behind or, you know, the firing of him. They kind of rallied around and behind each other, I guess. And, you know, yeah, they seem like they loved Rich Bisaccia. 10 wins and getting bounced right away in the playoffs ain't like a big sign of like a rival, like we've arrived or a a big, a, a gigantic sign of success to me. Because we knew deep down they weren't really winning any championships or doing anything like, you know, with Russell Wilson here. The Broncos can really compete for a championship. I don't know that Justin Herbert is that kind of qualified. And has that kind of all the things it takes. Moxie, guts, heart, character, ability, mental wherewithal, all of that kind of stuff. And I definitely don't I, I definitely um don't believe that Derek Carr can take the Raiders any further than he's taken them in the last ten years. I mean, why even would, with Josh McDaniels? Yes, even with Josh McDaniels. Cause he ain't Tom Brady. That's it. Kind of my thoughts. 303-831-1340 hotline and text line. We can go to break, come back. We'll do some NBA stuff. We'll tell you about the Kyrie situation. I think the Lakers still are in play to trade for Kyrie. But there's a have to get a third team involved because they don't have enough assets. And I think that they're, Kyrie said, hey, I'm opting back in, but you're going to have to find a way to trade me. Nobody wants the guy. Because he's a toxic. He's going to bring dysfunction. But where when he doesn't have to be like the man, man, then I think he's very, very special. And Denver would be a spot where he could feel like the man a little bit. But we all know Nikola is the, you know, he's the catalyst. But Kyrie and Jokic would be pretty special together. Like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. What was that, Mr.? Uh, 
Mr. Roll Your Eyes Shrug guy I'm over here. I'm just not so sure. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it on the other side. I promise. For reals, we'll talk about it on the other side. 303-831-1340. Join the conversation. Want to give us a call? We'll try to get you set up. We'll try to read some text as well. Smiley Sports. The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Back in the Morning Huddle, David Hurlbut, just a Jersey boy living the dream. Thank you, my friends. <laughs> uh, do I look like a Jersey boy living the dream? No. Do I got a Bruce Springsteen shirt on here? I'm not a morning here? guy. I'm not a morning guy. <laughs> my finger slipped. <laughs> Uh, it happens. It happens to the best of us. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. Shout out, though, to David Hurlbut and his wife, who is, like, going through the most, you know, the chemotherapy, all that kind of stuff, man, is so brutal. I'm just kind of heartbroken for him and his wife, who is very, very tough and I think is going to beat this thing. And, um, man, David's a really sweet guy. He's a really, really good guy. He's got, he's like, he doesn't have a bad bone in his body. He's a really genuine, pure guy. He's like, you know, he got into sports talk radio later because like he loved it. Um, he, you know, and he didn't come up cutting his teeth, being cutthroat, being a jerk, like every other, you know, media guy out there. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's dealing with it right now. And I hope him and his wife are, you know, going to be okay. I think they are going to be okay. He's a pretty good dude. You like David? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, um, I like his his shows. Every, the great thing about Mile High Sports, every show a little bit different. Yeah, we're not just like cookie cutter. Everybody's got their own thing, and so yeah, I always enjoy doing the show with David. And uh, yeah, wish him and Monet the best for sure. All right. So the Kyrie stuff, and there's no link between Kyrie and. In the Nuggets at all. But Kyrie's a one of the most talented. Danny Bailey, some people believe Kyrie is the most physically talented point guard in the history of the National Basketball League. Let's go. You know what I mean? You feel me? That was the wrong one, too. Well, I mean, it's it's it's. I'm off this segment. You're good. You're good. Right, I'll get that. <laughs> There's a, it's hard. I don't know how you guys do it. He's got so many different... Uh, I like that football drop, though. He's got so many boards over here. I'm trying to switch between them to see which one it is. No, There's sorry. a lot of them. I know. No, I like it because it keeps, uh, keeps me on my toes. But, uh, yeah, man. So, okay, how about this? You can add one guy to the Nuggets. Kyrie or Kevin Durant. Is that a serious question? Yeah. Kevin Durant. Really? No question. Damn, what's crazy? Well, here's my thought. Well, Durant's like 35 or 36 years old and Kyrie's 30 or 31. Kyrie wouldn't be here for five or six years, just like Durant wouldn't be. So you'd get the best of those guys, you know, not maybe not even the best of Kyrie. You'd get the best of Kevin Durant for the next couple of years and you get a Kyrie of who knows kind of what, who and what that may be. You know, these are just crazy kind of hypotheticals, but there's been a little bit of, you know, 
A um, little bit of conversation, at least on Kevin Durant's part of talking about the Nuggets and like and the city of Denver in pretty high regard. So, you know, that guy is different. He said in his podcast he wouldn't rule going back out, going back to Golden State, which sounds kind of crazy. But, you know, a unique fit, one more championship for him somewhere would be, I think, critical for his legacy. I think if Kevin Durant goes somewhere else and wins one more championship, especially another franchise, you know, not Golden State, I think he becomes maybe in the conversation of the birds and the magics. And I think, you know, Steph Curry's in that conversation. So I think, you know, Steph has four championships in eight years. Revolutionized the game. Liz, you know, um, is the, the dar- he's the darling of the NBA, you know, looks like a star. And Kevin Durant's like, he, he's the bad guy. Duh. And he's embraced that villain role. And I kind of like that about him now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like it more when people, uh, especially athletes, embrace the role and totally. actually just are themselves. A heel. He's like a heel. That's, that's who Kevin Durant is. Just like Draymond Green is a villain, and he he is the villain. He's okay with that. But, uh, yeah, so I think Kyrie still ends up with the Lakers, and I think that Kevin Durant ends up elsewhere. I think it's more worth the cut, you know, talking about Kevin Durant just a little bit. Can't waste too much time on these guys. It's just, you know, those guys will help shape and change the – landscape of the NBA for the you know the next season or the next couple seasons and these next couple seasons will be the best chance the Nuggets have ever had to win a championship in the history of their franchise and that includes the Carmelo you know Anthony Carter inbound stuff that includes the um the good teams of the 80s where you know why because the Showtime Lakers owned the 80s and why because you weren't going to beat Kobe. It's freaking Kobe. But these Lakers are a bunch of bums. And you just got to get through the West, a Western conference that is talented, but wide open. Wide open for the taking. Hey, the Warriors s- proved it. The Suns, their reign is over. After what happened to them, they are broken in a way that I promise they won't come back and be able to be fixed. And they're going to run it back. The Mavericks are better. I don't think they're winning any championship. Everyone thinks the Clippers are going to be great. Does John Wall make them? Hell no. Great enough? No, no. makes them old as hell. Well, that was the Lakers strategy too. <laughs> and that barely kind of worked because it was the last little gra- gasp of greatness from LeBron and the last of the ability and body of Anthony Davis that would be willing to hold up. Anthony Davis is damaged goods. He will not play more than 50 games a season for the next three or four years until he's just broken down and, uh, sh- you know, what could have been. But again, they, they call got- him they call him street clothes. Streets. It's civvies. Yeah, that's what I have a good friend who's a Lakers fan. I see it on Twitter all the time. People just people know he's soft and as you like to say, no his bones it. are made of pie crust. We've seen his chart. We have some I have some family, they're in the medical field in California. And Schefter got in trouble for this, his HIPAA laws. They saw his chart. It turns out his bones are made out of the same stuff 
that's in Pillsbury dough pie crust. It's just a rare condition. He just, you know, he, he breaks down very easily. Um, yeah, so uh, the Clippers will be interesting. I think the Nuggets have a chance to be the best team in the West. I think the Nuggets have a chance to win 55 to 60 games next year. I think the Nuggets are a well-oiled machine about to break out and become the team we always thought they were going to become. Win a championship? I don't know about all that. But regular season kind of dominance and greatness? It's like, again, Giannis ascended and figured out how to win not during the MVP years, but after the MVPs were kind of behind him, he had done everything else. It was just purely solely about winning at that point. And I think that's what it's going to be around here. I think the Nuggets are going to look a, not a lot different, but different than they do right now. We're not done yet. We're totally not done yet. And I sure hope that they find a way to move on from Michael Porter Jr. You're out? You're out on him? I think I'm out because we can't wait around while we're trying to win a championship for this guy to be the missing piece to win the championship, I'd rather cash out on him. And, there, you know, the, the, there's, no, there's not a ton of value because now a team has to take on the huge contract as well. But I bet you there's four or five teams that think he's worth it and have a ch- has a chance to be a star. But that's only four or five teams. That's not 15 teams to go have the pick of the litter in terms of talent from rosters. Okay, well, I'll take these uh, two or three role players you have. Or I'll take the, you know, the uh, give me Bradley Bill and we'll give you uh, Michael Porter Jr. And it's we're past that. That value is kind of, that ship has sailed a little bit. But he is young and talented. And there will be a couple, two or three, four teams. Portland maybe. Um, I don't know who has a chance to think this guy's a star. Would you like Damian Lillard here? Yeah, I would like Damian Lillard. A lot of the prices that I've seen are too high for me because I don't want to give up everybody. Well, but what I mean, if it's Bones, Michael Porter Jr., and two first-round picks? I would, yeah, I, yeah, I can live with that for sure. I could too. That's kind of the deal that we would want be wanting. And I kind of would like that deal for them because they would be young. Portland? I'm for Portland. Yeah, yeah. It would you be know that, uh, and they would have a lot of the Nuggets in them because Jeremy Grant is there too now. Yusuf Nurkic, Anthony, so you, uh, what's that dude? Anthony Simons. Simons. He's yeah. a nice little player. He's he a, he's kind of like a poor man's um, Dame. He's just a he heartless, yeah, cold blooded shooter. So you know Nurkic, you run it back. Who's still young enough? You add um, Bones Highland, who might be again, yeah. and uh, Michael and Porter MBJ. Jr. I mean, that's a young, talented team. That's a young, very yeah, young. That would be a team. fun team to watch. And you know what? Are, we're not skipping a beat because Bones Highland. You know, all those minutes would obviously become Dame's. We'd be deeper because Dame would play thirty-five minutes. So my Monte Morris would go back to the bench. Would be the best backup. You know, point guard in the NBA. Um. Again, the Celtics only go like six or seven guys deep. A lot of teams only go like seven, eight guys deep. I don't need 10 guys to play because I'm not going to play Jamichael Green. See you later, alligator. You know, I don't want Jeff Green playing big minutes for my team. So I need a rotation of seven guys to two more guys on nights. I need, you know, and one of those two guys is Boogie. He's like my eighth guy. Boogie's my eighth guy. Yeah, they definitely need to have him back in the building this year. So, you know, I just think they did it wrong with some of the compl- the complimentary guys. They like no Faku was a miss. Um you got a lot of Jeff Green, but he's 35, 36 years old, and then Jermichael Green was never a fit. Those were supposed to be a three role player guys to help 
you know, a core of really talented, um, you know, Aaron Gordon, Jokic, um, Jamal. So you can move on from those three guys very easily and find out just replacements. And I think where they went wrong with those guys this last season, they'll have a chance to get right. Um, you know, this season, this offseason. So they're not done yet. I want to see what Calvin Booth is made out of. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Back on their side, it's Smiley Sports.